Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close to personal, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, on every episode, we have a great one for you. Who do we have? Sarah Dorothy Little is with us today. She is an LA-based actress, indie pop recording artist, and content creator, most known for her role as Clover on the popular Brat TV show Charmers. Between filming, recording, and making content for her socials, she enjoys spending time with her family, friends, and animals. And we're excited to have her on, so welcome yes. to the show. Thank welcome. you. Thank you for having me. It's definitely our pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um I always like to start the show out the same way. We're kind of talking about this yeah, before it got started, mm-hmm. but how um, has COVID affected you and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this year or two years? Well, I think COVID affected a lot of kids for school and mentally, but I had left my school the year before COVID had started for social media, but it did affect me in a social aspect because I am very, I love being around people a lot. Um, And so all my social media friends who are like my main friend group now, like obviously we all were trying to be on set and being very careful about COVID and they didn't have a vaccine yet or anything like that. So I was just at home for a lot of the time. And I think that affected my mental health. I felt like me and my family were like actually going crazy. Like every day it was a new thing. Like I just want to drive to like a coffee shop. Just get me out of the house. Like, like, no, we can't because of COVID. We did a hard quarantine for like two weeks just in the house and then started to ease up. But I think it also helped me to learn how to be more reliant on myself than Mm -hmm. other people Mm -hmm. and find things and hobbies that I can do when I'm just at home working on school. I learned how to glass paint um, and I really enjoyed and loved that. And I found some great online friends, Mikey and Bella, who are my two closest friends as of now. Um, So there was definitely some bad things, but definitely some pros too. Yeah, it's like for us, you know, we launched a show January of 2020, so a couple months before COVID. And I remember our original plan was maybe 100 interviews first year. Thought if yeah. we could do that, would be a great yes. foundation. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happens. And I'm, I'm watching everything get shut down. I told Sandy, I was like, you know, we can't change COVID, but, you know, people like you are going to need a place to talk and we're going to give right. it to them. So we stepped it up and, I, and we did over 300 interviews that year instead of 100. And we're over 500 now. That's amazing. Yeah, because everyone still wanted to be working in COVID as much as you could to keep your social media going mm-hmm. in relevance, I guess you could call it. So that's like that was a really great call on y'all's part. Yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, it was one of them things where we had to make a decision. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, again, we're in Georgia, so our restrictions are way less than what they're right. in California. We were the first state to really open things back so up. So we were, you know, so but at the same time, I realized the opportunity that that we had there that, you know what, mm-hmm. I was like, this won't ever happen again and all that. And, and let's hope it don't happen again. Anyway, yeah, right, right. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this will never happen again. And yes. we better take advantage of this while we can, because again, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning of the, of our show, a lot of people who were bigger that probably shouldn't have come on our show came on our show and we, it was just crazy. Well, that's a great opportunity for y'all. So it's like a blessing in disguise. Exactly. That's it. So um, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to act and be an entertainer and all that? I like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that all this could be a career move for you? Um, Well, so I think there's kind of two questions in that. I'll answer both of them, like how I think it would be answered. 
When I was extremely young, I always wanted to be an actor. Like I do remember always kind of, I have two older brothers, so they like are like eight and seven years older than me. So mm -hmm. it wasn't mm -hmm. like we were close in age and we shared the same friends. They would always be out like at house parties and things like that. And I just remember always being in my room, just kind of talking to myself and like always <laughs> scenarios in my head and just like always just acting. Like that's just how I remember it. And I just always had, since I was little, said to everybody at school, I'm going to be an actor when I grow up. Like, wow. that's what I want to do. Wow. This is, And obviously, every kid dreams of being an actor or singer or dancer, just something big in the world where people know your name, right? right. But I was, like, was always stuck on that. Like, I was never into, like, other things, like a veterinarian. Like, I wanted <laughs> to be on stage performing or, like, just in front of a camera. Like, I loved that so much. And then I think when I realized it could actually truly be a real career and like I could do something in the world with this is when COVID hit, I'd mm -hmm. say, because mm -hmm. you know, you, you lose a lot more work and you're not filming as many YouTube videos. Cause I was filming with a whole group of kids that we would all film together. And I think that's when it realized like once COVID is over, I'm going to really take this seriously and get going and moving. Cause I could be, financially set in a couple of years and have a ton of supporters that I love to death and get to share my dream with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Love mm -hmm. that. <clears throat> now got a question here. Put you on the spot. I always like when people do more than one thing, I always like to put them on the spot. We know you don't have to do one thing because you're doing, you know, content creation, actress, right. singer. If you had to choose one, which would you choose right now? So as of this second action, but it honestly is changing depending on the day and time. Like there's some days where I want to be Ariana Grande and I want to be singing on a stage and dancing. And then there's other days where I want to be in Stranger Things or a show like Shameless or Brad TV as Clover in Charmers. Like it's always changing. And yesterday wow. I was just in the studio and I filmed three YouTube videos and oh, wow. I filmed like about 11 videos in two weeks, which is super productive for me and my family because my mom does still work and she just sold her company. So it was very difficult to be supporting my career and getting me where I need to be, but she's amazing at it. And so is my dad, he drives me everywhere. He likes to call me his principal, my teacher and my personal chauffeur. So that's what I do, but um, it's always changing. But as of this second, I would love to be an actor. <laughs> love that. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do and acting and all singing and all that, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get the top levels, but even at just a career within entertainment. And we always want to talk about that because I think that sometimes people gloss over this side. They, oh, they spotlight they the great, great, <laughs> great but they forget it's a struggle it's a sacrifice so take a few moments and just tell us some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to even get to where you are today i would say um for one of my movies i had to learn how to play violin and <laughs> oh, wow. i spent mm -hmm. the entire summer which being on a movie that's a huge opportunity like super grateful for it but i had to spend my entire summer each day i live on a lake during summer I had to get off the lake at a certain time and go to a violin class and try to learn how to play this violin. And um, it's not a huge sacrifice, but you know, no kid wants yeah. to be learning over the summertime, but yeah. I'm really, I'm really happy I did it. I would say also bullying was a big part of a reason why I was like not wanting to do social media sometimes because mm -hmm. in school I was not 
it wasn't going well for me, I'd say, with the kids. Yeah. Like, you'd think that the kids would want to be your friend because you have a following and a base and right. you have some people who support you. But no, it, it, it for me, it was the exact opposite. They would make fun of me. They would put me in group right. chats and like oh, call it Sarah as a clown and things like that. That was a struggle for me, definitely. And I think another struggle for me is that my mom is working a lot. So most right. of these kids move out here to LA for their career and their mm -hmm. mom's completely drop everything and take them everywhere you know like any yeah. video ready to go we're going but my mom's like no i'm on a conference call and my dad sometimes is back in my other home in uh, yeah. yosemite yeah. so it's sometimes really like kind of like i can't go guys because my parents still have a job <laughs> like they're not, yeah. they're not relying on me you know it's that darn money stuff, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, as parents and, you know, and our kids get older and all that, you know, we, we think about all this. And if, if they had the opportunity in L.A. or Nashville or wherever, you mm -hmm. know, we would have to we have we would have no choice but to pack up and go too. because, again, you know, you, you want you want if they got that God given gift. Right. You have to hone it for them. You do. Yeah. <laughs> because what's sad is so uh, we watch so many people that um, where their parents just, you know what, you don't need to be that. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. You know, just yeah. focus on being a doctor or a lawyer or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and, and then they take, they steal that passion from them. Yeah. And there's, there's yeah. so much potential obviously in almost every single kid in the world for, and there's always going to be a job if you don't, land one role here in LA. But I think another huge thing is some of the moms out here, their kids, they bring their kids out here and then they ruin their kids' career for being wow. difficult and hard to handle or always talking poorly about other children. That's when it's like, how are you going to just drop everything and then go ahead and talk about other children and ruin your kids' chance too? Like, right. you really have to play your cards well in LA, I'd say, or just in any industry that includes social media or performance it's really sometimes difficult so how did you start being a content creator how did that all start um so i was i think 10 years old and i met this girl and we became really close best friends like really fast and we posted her manager at the time told us to go onto a live and do a fake fight right and like <laughs> fake come for each other on the live so we did and it went extremely viral i wow. had ariana grande retweet my face and billy eilish comment under our post saying we were so funny and still <laughs> to this day that is the thing that i get the most recognized for wow. in my career mm -hmm. it's the first ever time i went viral they're always coming up to me like was that you in the fake fight and i was like yeah guys that was you and i'm like how do you guys even recognize me i was so young then um but yeah. i'd say that was how I first started and then me and that girl grew together I'd say a ton and we had a lot more viral videos where we did like a rap battle against each other we were <laughs> ridiculous young kids having fun and then after that I started taking it more professionally and my mom would always ask me like what do you want to be doing in your career like after this because you know I'm not going to be young forever and not going to be wearing mm. wigs and not, not every single video is going to go viral. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what, when she asked you that, what's your answer normally? It took me so long to figure out. I was like, I, I don't know what I want to do because <laughs> mm -hmm. how I would always think about it is like, 
I still am a child. And when I go back home and I hang out with like two of my hometown friends that still like me, they mm-hmm. always like, none of them are thinking about their career. And that's yeah. just like, yeah. I was always like, oh, I think it's unfair that I have to think about it. But <laughs> now I understand like, I, I have to because I could really do something here. So I usually, I would say, I was saying singing. I was like, I really want to be a singer, but so many people are singing now. And it's like, you have to have like an extremely unique voice to be a popular singer nowadays. So I like just gained a love for acting after I just um, finished watching a new series. I just, acting seems like where I want to go, you know? Love that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like with Gabby Barrett, you know, when you hear her, no matter what song she's on, you know, it's her. Right. And you're right, right that you've got to have that distinctive, you know, because there's right. so many. I mean, because because, it, you know, the social media has kind of been a double edged sword for artists. It's like it's a great place because now you can gain some attention. But now because everybody can do it. Everybody, that, that, and it's hard to get traction because everybody's doing it. Right. <laughs> you know, what, on TikTok. You know, what we're doing with the show, you know, there's like thousands of shows, and of course, when we started this show, um, there wasn't as many, and I think we started at the right time because now we're not just competing against the shows that are our size; we're also competing against all the celebrities because they're all now launching their own shows, and it's like, okay, this is not fair. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, like it's like really like everyone when COVID hit just started picking up random things that may may not even care about, but they just like wanted something to do, which I do agree with you. Like it is unfair for the people who actually have a passion and love for something. But I think that if if you really want to do something and you have a strive and a love for it, then you can get it done. Like with music, like maybe I don't have the best voice and I can't hit the high notes, but my Mm -hmm. lyrics mean something and I know they would mean something to everybody else. And that's a huge part of music too, is like when, when I talk to some people who don't write their own songs, I don't get how they do that because Mm -hmm. I want this song to feel personal to me because that's how I get more emotion into it. And that's how people really hear my side of the story. If I'm singing about, a rainbow, but I'm not feeling the rainbow. Like, how am I going to love the song? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of the um, singers now who don't write, they're actually getting smart because I've heard the new thing is that if they don't write, they want to at least have one line they make in there so that yes. they are now the writer on the song. And you wrote yes. the song. You know? <laughs> if you change even one word, you get writing credits on yeah. your song. So it really is like, okay. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy okay we talked a lot about the sacrifice so let's flip the script and go the other way and um let's talk about some wow moments what are a few moments that have been like wow for you like in good or bad ways because i think i've definitely experienced both in social both yeah some of both Mm -hmm. okay so i'll start with the bad moments first and then that way we can end with good moments yeah i was gonna say that Okay, so I'll start with negative moments. I think my first wow moment was when I lost my first social media friendship. Um, It was just kind of crazy because I had no other friends except for this one girl. And I just like, I was just really shocked and I'd say, I guess, depressed about it. And it was just very like, okay, wow. And then the newest one was when 
someone decided to speak on my name after I had sacrificed a lot. But that was kind of like a, okay, girl, like, calm down. Wow, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> wow. um, Mm-hmm. I think that definitely in social media, you learn to have a hard shell and you you gain thick skin and all that kind of stuff. So compared to another wow moment was compared to how I handled my first lost friendship compared to my most recent. It's wow, like because I, I was able to get over it quicker and understand that some people just aren't meant to be in your life. Yes. Um, I think an amazing wow moment for me was when I landed Charmers because oh. Oh, yeah. I, since I was, I'd say even younger than 10, probably eight, I had watched Manny, which had, uh, like, I remember Tsunami and my friend Coco were on it and Haley, I think. And I had actually watched it, like, as a genuine fan of Manny. Like, I loved that show. It was so entertaining. And a wow moment was when I landed Charmers and I got to be on a brat show myself and, Just know that other kids like me are watching this right now saying like, I want to be on Charmers. That was kind of insane for me. And also, I didn't think I was going to get the role because my mom was like, you're not getting that role. And I was like, oh, okay. But (laughs) my mom's the type of person to expect the least so that when it actually does happen, you're way more excited about it. Yes. Um, And then I'd say another wow moment was meeting David Dobrik because that was just like really cool. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That is really awesome. As you know, a lot of people, they see what you do, Mm -hmm. but they don't see the village behind um people who do what you do and in our opinion the village never gets the love they don't in our show they do so take a few moments and just tell us about the people behind you that help you be who you are okay so there's so many but of course my mom and dad are the strongest people who have helped me be who i am today and i cannot tell y'all how grateful i am that i have the parents that i have because they have kept me grounded they have kept me kind and positive, and I yeah. always want the best in people. I'm not negative. I'm not mean. Like, that's how I would explain myself. I don't know about other people, but that's how I would explain it. Um, of course, my publicist, Katie Tua, and my manager, Kyle Stevens at Slash Management, have helped me so much over this year. Right. And um, Brooklyn Queen and Corinne Joy have, um, are two of my closest friends in social media. And Brooklyn Queen, I think, knows everything about me. Like, she is one of the people that I can trust everything with. And that's extremely hard to find in social media because everybody's looking for a reason to expose you or take you down so there's less competition Mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. But I have probably told everything from my last crush to my newest crush to Brooklyn the second I met her. Like, it was (laughs) kind of insane. Um, And Corinne, I've been best friends with for, I think, four three and a half years now and our friendship has never changed even though we were in two completely different friend groups and our friend mm-hmm. groups hated each other we still were able to stay connected and be best friends throughout that which i'm really grateful for um oh, wow awesome so <laughs> you I, know, the people who have really helped me now you i'm sure you've got a thousand um parent stories but tell us one that kind of stands out to where they went above and beyond for your career and and it was one of those moments where you're like wow they really do get that this is what i was meant to do yeah so i would say um kim littlefield brooklyn's mom (laughs) she helped write a song for me because Kim also knows everything that I've experienced and how I've felt about every little emotion. And you know how sometimes you'll forget even how you felt and somebody Mm -hmm. will remind Mm -hmm. you. 
<laughs> so I um, love writing songs with Kim and like, it just means the world to me that she actually takes her the time out of her day to help me with my career because her daughter is an amazing rapper and obviously her daughter has a ton going on, but that Kim cares that much about me to also help me was really like a wow parent moment. So there are some like really amazing parents out there that I truly do care about too. Love that. You know, and speaking of teams, we have a third co-host. We do. Our little 10 year old. Yes. Sandy's going to get him and he's going to ask a few questions and we've got a little three year old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in the show too, because we are a family affair. That's so cute. So while she's getting him, what's kind of next for you? Um, so I can't really say much about it, but mm. I do have my movie. It just wow. came out on global distribution. You can, um, rent it on Amazon prime and I think Hulu and Apple. So that is super exciting. I was, um, I played a girl named Melody who is the main character's daughter so that was like a new thing for me. It literally just came out, I think, two days ago. And then also I have a lot more acting coming up in the next couple of weeks. So everyone just stay tuned for that. And I've been writing a ton of songs just like in my notes on my phone by myself. So I'm hoping to get in with like a professional writer so that we can just like fix a couple of things and so it flows better. But it yeah. is guys my my heart and my desire. Um, so just I think though really focusing on acting because I want to be in like I mean next year is the great goal but just in general I want to be in like a huge hit show. Um, the movie that I'm in is called The Girl on the Mountain. So everybody go check that out. Hi there. Hi Sarah. So what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Yes. My favorite food, I think, like, honestly, a comfort food at this point is pasta. Um, it's not great for you, but I, when I'm feeling down or just hungry or I want something kind of just to fill me up, I love pasta with white sauce. It's the best thing ever. Because what's yours? Mine is pizza. Pizza. I had pizza last night, so I was saving it for this morning, and my dad ate my pizza, and I was really upset about it. But I agree with you on that. Pizza is amazing. Okay, so what's your favorite TV show and movie? Okay, so my favorite TV show would have to be The Vampire Diaries. I've watched it probably a thousand times, all eight seasons. I'm in love with that show, and I'm also in love with Ian Somerhalder, who plays Damon Salvatore. And my favorite movie right now is um, Through My Window. It's a new Spanish film that just came out on Netflix, and they dubbed it in English. And I watched it the second it came out. I didn't know what I was watching. And then I read the book, too. And it was just kind of magical to like feel the connection between both of them. What about you? Uh, mine, my favorite TV show is SpongeBob, and my favorite movie is The Minions. Minions, I love the Minions. Have you watched all like the Minion movies? Because there's like three of them, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, half. Yeah, me there's too. Like, out, yeah, there is. <laughs> there's another one coming yes. out this summer. There is. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm excited. We should go watch it together because I yeah. want to watch the Minions movie. Because I think it was supposed to come out last year, and then COVID, and, yeah, and they, they postponed it. Okay. Well, I want to see that because I love the Minions, too. Bye. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, He loves to be on the show. He's been on almost every show that we've had. 
Oh, that's super cool. So he's met like a ton of people. That's amazing. Yep. Over 500 people. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> and it's really cool because, you know, he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon Disney shows now. Right. So yeah, we, so. we brought on, you know, people like Mallory who plays Destiny on Bunked and he loves that show Bunked. She's been on. So, yeah. you know, and a few other the shows that he really likes. So it's that's mm -hmm. really cool for him. So he was really excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, definitely. I would have loved that too. <laughs> so, if you could, so mm -hmm. talking about other people and actresses and actors. So if you could co-star with any actor or actress, who would it be? And what roles would you want them and you to play? Um, I would want to co-star with Melissa McCarthy because that woman is so freaking funny. I cannot even. She is so funny. And I don't know, since there's such a huge age gap, if I was older, I'd want to play like, you know how like she was like in the Ghostbusters, she was so funny in that. And mm -hmm. she's just like an amazing actor. Like I'd want to be like her best friend that are like the dynamic duo that are like super funny and everyone like loves the movie because it's like a comedy or whatever. Um, and I think it would be really cool to be like spies or something because I definitely oh. think would suck at being spies more than anything in the entire world. Um, or I would maybe want to play her kid i guess for more my age because that would be really funny growing up as a mccarthy kid that would be funny yeah. so this one would have a thousand answers but oh, just yeah. think of the first thing that pops in your head but what's a show or movie that you wish you had a role in um the vampire diaries ah. <laughs> yeah. i think that you always want to be on your favorite show and i would have loved if they did create a show called the legacies where they did um like the older people's kids, right? Mm -hmm. When they finally yeah. had kids. And I think that it would have been really cool to play a kid on it. Um, I just would have done it differently if I did do the show, but that's okay. That's not, it wasn't my show. Um, but definitely <laughs> probably in the Vampire Diaries as like a vampire, vampire or playing one of the children or even in a Marvel movie that has always been one of my dreams. There is a superhero, her name is Boom Boom. Mm -hmm. And she's able to like levitate rocks and things like that. And my nickname, if you guys didn't know that, is Boom Boom. <laughs> so I think in the comic, right, right. So I'm like, come on now. I think in the comic, <laughs> she was like about 16 or 17. So in a couple more years, I'm hoping they try to produce Boom Boom and I get the role because she was blonde and had brown eyes. So I'm like, there you go. You got the yeah. part already. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where do you want to be in the next five years? The next five years? Well, I think there's definitely a lot of places I could be, but what would be most ideal to me is I am um, a big actor. I have started in a hit show and a movie, which kind of have, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting, but like a show um, like Euphoria or something like that would be amazing to be on. And um I think also like, you know how actors get to that certain level where they have people calling them and asking for them to be in it. Mm -hmm. I think that would be so cool if like, a huge producer called me and was like, can you be in my movie? I'd be like, okay, sure. Like if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> so in five years, I see myself there and at one of the award shows, hopefully winning an award for like best picture, like La La Land. That was really great. <laughs> Yeah, that's like yeah. for us, it'd be really cool one day we get the email and saying, hey, you know, Blake Shelton or Carrie Underwood or even Gabby Barrett, they want to come on your show. 
That would be so <laughs> cool. Brad or Brad Pitt. Or, you know, oh, Brad Pitt. Oh, my gosh. I'd want y'all to bring me on the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look 15 years down the road you're a success on a grand scale whatever that looks like for you you're there what do you hope you never forget when you get there um staying humble and grounded obviously i think that a lot of people will my dad used to always explain it as like a ladder and you keep mm. climbing up the ladder and you get higher and higher but there could be one producer when you're really small on the ladder and like the producer small on the ladder and you're higher up that you're rude to the producer and then the producer is all the way at the top of the ladder and that producer is able to make you come all the way back down because of one experience you had them that where you were rude so always no matter what even if it's not truly you be your best self like if you're in a bad mood and you had a bad day doesn't matter you shouldn't take that out on other people because you will lose opportunities so always remembering that no matter how big you get you could be michael jackson big it does not matter you have to always stay grounded yeah. and humble which i think i'll remember that um but after, definitely after if I rewatch this, I'll remember that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what are some things that inspire you? Inspiration would have to be um, my mother, obviously, and my father, because my mom came from a poor family and was able to work her way up in the business world. Um, and she just sold her company, which was amazing. Wow. Super excited and happy for her. And um just grateful that I got an opportunity at having a better childhood than she did. Um, love my grandma too, though. Inspiration also in social media. I'd say I've like always looked up to Ariana Grande and Jojo Siwa. And a lot of people are so confused when I say Jojo Siwa, but she is such a hard worker. It's wow. like remarkable. She has mm -hmm. built her brand. I mean, it's like, most people know her from Dance Moms, right? But like, right. Mm -hmm. I can look past Dance Moms because I've bought her bows before. Like, I was in Claire's boutique uh. with Georgia Siwa <laughs> in years. Like, Georgia Siwa is such an inspiration. And when I met her, it's like crazy because she's she's always got something on her mind, and you can always see that. Like, she's looking to make something better, even at her like own party. And mm -hmm. for Ariana Grande, I think my friend and I that we went, my friend that went viral with me we have always been inspired by ariana grande just and it was great that she shared your stuff that was really cool yeah that was i was so excited when she tweeted my face i was like oh my god wow um but i think that she just is a beautiful strong woman who has never needed like a man in her life before like it's always been clear like of course she's had some and she's been through such terrible things and she's still such a strong person and she's never like dabbled in certain areas that could end her life and things like that yeah. so i think yeah. that definitely ariana grande and jojo siwa and my mom are huge inspirations Oh, love that. And what would you like for your legacy to be in entertainment? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Known and remembered for. So like if I were getting really old and maybe getting close to not being here anymore and people were to mm -hmm. think of my name. Yes. I think it would, I would want it to be like very unique actress. 
because when I think of Marilyn Monroe, she was yes. beautiful old Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And like, that's that when I think of her name, that's what I think. So I think I would want something like, obviously I can't, you can do old Hollywood now, but I wish it was like even more old Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I love that looking scene. So I, I maybe would want it to be like reincarnated Marilyn Monroe. Cause I think that also like, she was just so gorgeous and her films, like she obviously always had a very, like, I, I don't think I'd, I don't know how to explain it. Like I wouldn't want to play her roles because they were very much feminine and that's all they were like was showing mm -hmm. off her beautiful body, which right. I don't, but the old Hollywood scene and just being like a beautiful, mm -hmm. funny Melissa McCarthy is what I want to be known as. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Um, always stay true to yourselves. Don't change for anybody, a boy, a girl, no gender, nothing. Always be you, no matter what. I love you guys so much, um, and I'll always support you guys, too. I'm y'all's number one fan also. That's that's what I'd want to say. Love that. You know, as we start to close out here, I've got a question. It's probably in three parts, and you'll see how they're connected in a minute. But the mm -hmm. first part is, if somebody wanted to do what you do, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? What advice would I give you? Um, for, yeah, I'd say like going viral, I guess you could call it, or getting just a strong base of fans. You really have to stay focused and try your hardest as much as you can. Um, also showing your true personality because nobody wants to watch someone who is very monotone and scared to be in front of the camera and showing their true personality because one of my friends at school is going to watch this. I had never cared about that. Like I didn't even think of my friends watching the videos and then they would make fun of me when I got to school and it would hurt my feelings. But then I deal with that in the moment. Like always be yourself in your videos and have unique, strong ideas. Even if you can't think of anything, try a challenge. Cause my first ever video on my personal YouTube channel that went big was a Bratz makeup doll challenge, which was trending everywhere. But it was just that I did it differently and I was like way younger doing it. So always try oh, to wow. mm -hmm. do trends, but put your own twist on it to where it's really truly you. So the second part of this is um, at, what advice would you give that parent who's has the child that wants to do what you do? Um, be smart about it because your child truly does have a real opportunity here and you nor your child may not have to worry in the future about certain things that some parents and children sadly do have to worry about. Uh, definitely try to support their career as much as you can. Don't, usually the kid, because we've been watching social media longer, has a better idea of what is going to do well or what's funnier. So don't try to tell your kid, like, okay, what was that? Like, you can't post that. Like, if they think it's funny, they can post it. If it does poorly, you can take it down. Or if it gets hate, you can take it down. Like, things can be deleted, you know? Um, just also steer clear of people even if you want clout or something like that like i know people who have called me a clout chaser i am not a clout chaser like i know a ton of people have probably said that before but it really is like i don't i don't care about 
your clout or your followers. That doesn't matter to me because maybe what I'm going for is completely different from what you're going for. So I don't really need your supporters anyway to be supporting me when they have no interest in me. You know what I'm saying? Um, If you see a red flag in somebody, don't force your child into a friendship or relationship with them. It never goes well. And it does lead to kids having depression and anxiety and mental problems. So, yeah. Exactly. Now, mm-hmm. the third part of this, it might be a little hard for you to answer because you don't kind of fit into this because um, you've mm-hmm. got the support. But what advice would you give that actor, actress that's young that doesn't have the parent support? Yeah. So I think that that is definitely something really hard. And I do know some of my friends who want to be in social media, but their parents don't like want to take them out there. Um, I think that if you have a close other guardian that you trust that you could talk to about that. And maybe you can make an arrangement. Like they're going to like your aunt or something is going to take you out to LA for a couple of days to audition for a show. And then you'll come back because they have work or something like that. And if they don't support your career, like at all, like are completely against it. I honestly, I don't know what to say to that just because I haven't personally experienced it. And at the end of the day, your parents like really do like, make your decisions and choose whether you get to be on social media or not. But Mm -hmm. I think that at a certain point, if you get high enough and it's not just like a dream and you start to make it come true, more parent, most parents are more into it. Yeah. Cause I think the problem is a lot of parents, you know, whether it's in music or acting, they see um, the people at the top and then they see all the people at the bottom and they don't realize there's so many levels in between where you can literally yeah. make a living and most and people never know who you are. Right, right. Like not everyone in the entire world is going to know who you are. Me, my brother, and my dad actually did an experiment like this where we took two celebrities and we right. went to like, I think it was, where was it, dad? Belize? We went to Belize. And we asked local island kids who probably maybe don't have a phone or they don't know that side of the world. And we asked between two celebrities who they knew and who they didn't. And Mm -hmm. everybody had different answers. Like not every single person in the world is going to know your kid or your kid's name. Like that's never going to happen ever. Um, Charlie DiPolio has 100 million followers, but I'm sure someone right here right now, if I asked them if they knew who she was, she would say no. And so – it's like the the road is going to be really hard, but but don't quit. You know, you'll never get to conquering the world because you're so famous. But you could really get somewhere in your town or country. And you know, and sometimes it might be better to do what do the passion that you love without being super famous because now you still have a life and yeah. you're making a living. Like you're still doing what you want to be doing, and but you also have a normal social kid life, which is also sometimes that would be the best of, of yeah. the whole world, right there. Right, right. <clears throat> so as we close out, um, tell everybody how they can find you. You can find me on Instagram as at Sarah Dorothy Little, and Dorothy is spelled with D O R O T H Y. Most people forget that. Um, you can find me on TikTok and uh, YouTube as the same thing. My TikTok is taken down right now because of safety reasons or something like that. They're always taking my account down. But when it's back, definitely go ahead and follow me and check me out. I have a new YouTube video coming out. Um, I just posted one. I reacted to Emma Chamberlain quitting YouTube. That was kind of scary and sad because I grew up on her. So just wow. ask your Dorothy Little on basically everything. Love that. And we really enjoyed having you on today. And we, we look did. forward to having you back down the road. 
Yes, I love being on too. Just let me know anytime. And awesome. you're welcome anytime. Yes. Yes. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thanks. You have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.